I'm Brett Chang, and this is your Peak Daily for Wednesday, November 16th, where we cover the biggest stories in Canadian and global business, finance, and tech, all in less than seven minutes. Peak Pals, for our fact of the day, this is going to be tough news for the health freak Peak Pals, the health conscious Peak Pals out there. So $150 is how much some cases of 24 romaine lettuce heads are fetching on the wholesale market as a devastating heat wave in California causes a national lettuce shortage. This is an emergency in the salad-loving community. But if you are concerned about the price of romaine lettuce, may I suggest a couple of other good salad options? Kale, my favorite, spinach, chard, arugula. There still are options available, and we encourage you to seek them out. But really the big picture here is that as climate change ravages the earth, the food supply chain is going to get disrupted. So when there's droughts and floods happening more often, it's going to be tougher to get our favorite food. So one, it's always good to have alternatives, but two, we really should be doing more to address this. We hope the drought ends in California soon, and the price of romaine lettuce comes right back down to earth. Peak Pals, we've got three more great stories for you today for our first story. The Bank of Canada is losing money. For our second story, retail isn't done yet. And for our last story, and a uniquely Canadian spy story. For our first story, the Bank of Canada is on track to give monetary tightening a whole new meaning by losing between $5 billion and $6 billion over the next few years. Now, just to put that in context, we've been talking about this in another story, but that's actually less. Even that 5 to $6 billion that the Bank of Canada plans to lose is less than the reported hole that Sam Bankman-Fried and the FTX gang find themselves in. Now, here's what's happening on the Bank of Canada front. So the central bank is in the hole for the first time in its history after getting gotcheted by its own high interest rates, which means it now earns less from its assets and pays more for liabilities, which are mostly deposits from Bay Street banks. And this is all happening because in 2020, the Bank of Canada began buying massive quantities of government bonds, then owned by the banks and investors, as part of quantitative easing, a QE program aimed at lowering interest rates to stimulate the economy during the pandemic. Now, banks and investors who sold their bonds now have to pay the equivalent of deposits at the Bank of Canada, which pays them interest, equal to the benchmark overnight rate, which is 3.75% today. Now, this matters because the government will miss out on Bank of Canada money until it returns to profitability, which is expected by 2025. But the losses also present a political predicament and communications challenge for the bank and federal government. At least this is according to Mark Rendell of the Globe and Mail. Central bankers can create money, or at least kind of create money, but not to save their tails. If the government steps in to cover the losses, it could damage the bank's brand as an independent, arm's-length from politics institution. And the Bank of Canada isn't actually alone in this. Last year, the U.S. Federal Reserve lost $109 billion, which will be paid back as it returns to profitability. Australia's central bank lost $36.7 billion Australian dollars, and the British government earmarked 11 billion pounds to cover the Bank of England's losses. For our second story, as Black Friday rears its head, the world's largest retailer is showing signs that the doom and gloom facing the retail sector this year may have been at least a little overhyped. Now, here's what's happening. So Walmart's latest earnings report that they beat expectations to the tune of $152.8 billion in revenue, while e-commerce sales in Canada rebounded in a big way, shooting up 3.5% compared to a 9% decline in the previous quarter. And this matters because Walmart is considered a bellwether for retailers, and its performance shows where and how customers spend their money. Last quarter, it seems like tighter budgets drove shoppers to suburban shopping centers to load up on lower-priced groceries. General bargain hunting also worked in Walmart's favor as higher-income shoppers, who typically spend their dollars at ritzier locales, turned to the humble big-box store. 
But things are far from perfect for Walmart. They still lost $1.8 billion and they're holding 13% more inventory than last year. And they're giving a conservative outlook for the upcoming holiday season. Now, next, Target, Macy's, and The Gap and Lowe's are all scheduled to release earnings this week, which will give us a clearer picture of how the rest of the sector is faring. For our last story, for the first time in Canadian history, the RCMP has laid down charges for economic espionage in a story that feels ripped from the pages of a John Grisham novel. Because a former researcher who worked in its electrical batteries unit at Hydro-Quebec has been accused of collecting trade secrets and passing them on to China. Now, the suspect, Yusheng Wang, Wang Yusheng, reportedly began researching and submitting patents in 2018 for several Chinese research institutions instead of his employer. Now, Wang has been charged through Section 19 of the Security of Information Act, which, despite being on the book for 21 years, had never actually been used. And it matters because as Canada begins making strides in taking its share of the $3 billion electric battery market, this alleged espionage serves as a reminder of how careful we'll need to be with respect to the battery ecosystem. At least that's what industry minister Francois-Philippe Champagne thinks. RCMP inspector David Boudon told The Globe, such collaborations are becoming more common. This type of charge might be getting more common in the future. To zoom out, the incident comes on the heels of three Chinese companies being ordered to exit Canadian lithium mining for national security reasons and broader revelations about a network of Chinese police stations and accused meddling in the last federal election. Peak Pals, thanks for making us the most listened to business news podcast in Canada. If you've got a second, why not follow this podcast on your app of choice and leave us a review. And if you want more Peak, make sure to subscribe to our newsletter at readthepeak.com. And as always, thanks to Dale Richardson and 306 Media Productions for putting together this episode. Thank you, Dale and Peak Pals. Have a great day.